Easy. So anyway, basically, when you're talking about sacred geometry, you're talking about the measurements of God, which is 72 degrees and 72 degrees, which is a, that's a, like, if you were to take an average of these, the area of a three-dimensional pyramid, right? You know what I'm talking about? Like, remember on my keyboard, that three-dimensional pyramid? Yes. Okay. There's four corners, and there's three points to a triangle. So that's seven, right? Okay. If you look at the angles and the dimensions of that, that's when you're walking outside, you can look forward, you can look to the right, you can look to the left, you can look behind you, you can look down, you can look up. You have nine different angles that you can possibly look, right? Ten would be looking internally. So there's even a tenth one, which takes you back to the full cycle. So it's a full circle that, you know, your outer body, whatever, like that's the, the Merkaba. 72, pyramid pointing up, that's the dimensions. 72 pointing down, same dimensions. 72 plus 72 is 144. That's your dimensions, sacred ge geometry. Every Masonic person knows all, everything I'm telling you, they know this. That became known as Metatron, later became known as the supercomputer, the AI supercomputer now, um, also known as Yahweh. Okay, Yahweh is like a supercomputer. It's basically all four corners of the earth. This is why they say God's son, the son of above, Jesus, his name would be trumpeted on all four corners of the earth. You're talking about the big black cube in the sky, a.k.a. the black sun. It's the sky above. The celestial sphere, which holds all the constellations, which are a direct reflection of our soul. We're connected to as umbilical cord spiritually. The above is below. Okay. So basically, that is what as is above is below. So within is so without, meaning everything you can find in the sky above can also be found within yourself. You don't need to go up to outer space to begin with, if you could, it's not possible physically, but you can actually go there internally. Okay, that's spiritual, your spiritual soul. Or they could come to us from the outside to us. See, when you're talking about they, again, you're talking about yourself. The thing that you're looking for is you. These aliens, these monsters, boogeymans, yeah, demons, Satan. The, no, 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 no. It's it, us from the future. Okay, you can say future. Future is, is neither here nor there. That is, again, a divinity divine things so we're talking about divine, divine divinity divine things god angels that's the, the rays of light time love purpose beginning and end what's our purpose how is this going to end apocalypse blah, blah blah those are all divine factors which means you cannot speak on them that's why they've always been considered sacred that's why holy men never even spoke on it in fact jews for thousands of years when they or not thousands of years but hundreds of years after the torah was written they never spoke the name of Yahweh at all. They, there was only holy men that knew, rabbis that knew the name, but they would, they, they, and they may have said it one time per year because they weren't allowed to. The people didn't even know his name, and they weren't allowed to speak upon his name because the name of God, which is above, is sacred. It's divine. You don't know it. Okay? Only they knew it. If you spoke the name, you would be cursed. That's why they also say don't speak the Father's name in vain. Which meant if you yelled his name in a derogatory sense, you'd be it'd be a sin. This was all dogma, by the way. I mean, they even had, they even convinced the people to chop their dick off as a way to basically God told them to do this. They they almost were testing people. Like hey, they believe that thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's uh, wife. Uh, you know, on down the line, that that was a way to control people to do have a nice society that was somewhat wrapped up and, and contained to less crime, basically. There was used to be the 88 edicts of Kemet. That's where the Ten Commandments came from. So the Egyptians actually had like 80 commandments. That got t toned down through Moses to Ten Commandments. He said he went to the mountain, God saw, he saw him in a fiery bush, and God gave him directions to carve these Ten Commandments, which later he had to break because the people denied and disobeyed those commandments and they melted a golden calf instead and worshiped the golden calf which again would be baal or satan they worshiped materialism a value of gold okay so moses breaks the ten commandments and the covenant with god becomes the ark of the covenant where he puts those ten commandments in that ark for those uh who were holy enough to live by the code of god 
It's the same thing in the edicts of Kemite. All of the, 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 the hermetic principles of Toth, which later became known as Hermes, is all the same exact story. In fact, Toth in the Emerald Tablets, you can read, he says to people after he directs them of his powers that he got from gazing at the sun and being grounded, okay? He became like a sun god, right? Toth, okay? Uh, he was the one in that book. It's a very dangerous book to read because it's just like the Bible, but it's a wrapped up version of the New Testament with the Jesus character. He's basically a personification, an earlier personification of Jesus Christ himself. Even, even so much so, many things he said were almost identical. One of the most important things he said was, after you've taken my teachings to heart, know that there's no way to the Father except through me. I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the light. There's no way to the Son but through me. And he's talking about the black Son, which is the Father, that Father time. So isn't that ironic that he says the exact same thing in Matthew, the, back, the book in the New Testament, Jesus says, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the light. I am the way. Okay? He says the exact same thing, okay, verbatim, actually. And you, can, you can go follow up and look into that. They're the same character. And if you want to go back to the Sumerian version of Jesus, his name was King Dumazid, okay? And they had the people who wore fish suits and shit like that. The bishops wore fish suits. Well, what do we see these cardinals wearing in the Catholic Vatican? They wear fish suits. Why? Because they worship the fish god. And I don't know his name right now, but I know King Dumazid worshipped him too. But the Catholic Vatican, they worshipped the fish god of Pisces or whatever the name actually was. See, I don't get into all the, the actual details of these stories because they're the same story. All of them. Every story, from Loki to Thor, from Jesus to Lucifer to you, you name it. Okay? Lilith and Freya, they're all anthropomorphies, which means taking something that's physical out in nature and you anthropomorphize it into a, a person. Kind of like, uh, what was the female, her name was like Diana or, or uh, Dionysus, right? uh, I mean, these are, these are characters that are basically repeat, repeating. Horus, Osiris, Amun-Rahu. What is amazing is they did take out Lilith and the Black Sun because that energy as well, they, don't, they only mention Lucifer somewhat one time as being the fallen angel Lucifer, uh, the, the lightning strikes from the heavens, and he is the morning star. Then later in Revelations, Jesus refers to himself. He says, I am the morning star. They're, they're basically one and the same. Energies. Jesus and Lucifer is a, the hellu of the sun and the black sun. The old time, the old uh, ancient believers, like the Kemites, people like that, they knew of the black sun, obviously. even had a character named Amun-Rahu in honor of them, known as the Rayman. That anything that you subconsciously desired uh, and visualized, and, and really wanted, and, and were, I guess you could say, righteous enough, you would manifest that, it would, it would manifest through the material, it would materialize through the moon, and the sun, through the black sun. So this is why they took the black sun out, but this is why when you pray, you say, in Jesus' name, Jesus is the sun above, you look, and you're, so you're speaking consciousness. I pray today that I'd have a good day, that my wife would make it to work all right, my, my beautiful daughters are doing well. And you look down, you have your eyes closed, because that's symbology of subconscious. You look down, you say, Amen. In Jesus' name, Amen. You basically said, in the name of the sun above, black sun. Amun Rahu. They used to say Amun. So you're praying to the black sun. It's the ultimate form of God that there is. And there ever will be and ever has been. There's nothing, there's no other God before you. It's always been God. That is the magnetism of this energy, this etherical energy that's creating everything. Even your ability to think and consciously create ideas, create characters, create aliens, demons, angels, God, and anything you want to create to control other people. That's why you create these ideologies in the first place. Because would it even matter if we had not language, which was made by Toth, by the way. Toth wrote the first book, which was the Emerald Tablets. What did he use with that book? He used that book. You read that book. It's very scary to read it. It's, a, it's like a magic book. Really, it's powerful. Because as soon as you read it, it has what I call authoritarian penmanship, which I, I came up with that word. Authoritarian 
penmanship, meaning your, your intention of writing this material was to con confuse, deceive, and control the individual reader. The Bible is that too. All my characters in my story isn't to control people, it's to set them free. You, you can say that, and if that's your intent, then more power to you. But the thing is, listen to this. What if you, if you really did care about people being free, the ultimate thing you could do, and this is why I do it, is when I say thought profess and I come up with these weird words and shit, my own coinage, is because if you came up with your own belief system and characters to help people, you would then say, become, stop using words in general to describe anything and, and be thoughtless. Because look, if we were, again, cavemen, we didn't have language, guess what? Indigenous people, there's aborigines right now today who don't speak English. And they, they live and they thrive and they don't pay bills. They don't, they're not taxed. Why are they not taxed? Because they don't know English. English enslaves them. As soon as they were to learn English, they'd have a name. Then they would be enforced to have a birth certificate. Then they'd need a social security card and they'd start giving them belief systems. Okay, words is a hex. Semantics means to control by use thy words. That's what semantics is. Semantics, you know, is you're controlling someone with your characters, your belief, your story. So what's the ultimate way to free someone? Fuck words. Fuck stories. All of it. Be thoughtless. Then you're left where you can only then, instead of reading books or even writing a book, you're forced to live life. When I was stranded in the jungle, I had a book. I had my phone. I recorded my scene, my, my video scene, and my phone died. I was not able to charge it anymore because I have no electricity there at that time. Um, I had no money. I was stranded. I had a debit card. What, in the jungle? Yeah, this is what my movie Stranded Jungle is about. And a, a village woman happened to be the one who saved me. A, a bigger, elderly woman saved my life. That's what the story Stranded Jungle movie is about. That's why I got a lot of good re feedback on that movie. Because the story was, I was down there with my parents, and they left me there because we got in an argument, and I got mad, mad at them, basically, and told them, I don't want to be around you, and just leave me alone. Kind of, that was a nice way of doing it. We got in a big fight. And they literally left me in the jungle and didn't come back um, because they thought I could, could somehow get a hold of them. Well, I couldn't. My phone was dead. There was no connection. I had no money. I had no food. I had only a certain amount of food for a while. I had a couple avocados and a thing of water. So basically, day one goes by. I'm out in the jungle. I'm in my hut, and I'm sleeping on a sleeping bag. Day two, all my food's gone. So day three... No food, but just water. I went three days with no food and no water. I had to go down and walk to the village. And mind you, I was sitting meditating the entire time, watching the sun go around me. And I had seen Sophia, if we want to call it something, Mother Nature, like a, like a comic book, was flipping pages of my life through the trees. And I saw everything from my past and now and in the future. I saw everything as, as I literally sat in one sit position. I could see, because I was so still and silent, that the sun was going around me, and I could see it like a clock throughout the time. It was the most amazing thing in my life. And you know what it taught me? Sophia taught me that basically, instead of reading books, instead of writing my story, Live it. Be life. To be real. To be you is to be wise. Right? Well, I am me. That's when these experiences happen to me. Right. You know? But, like, you're a female. You probably come up with the stories and they have characters. And so we've been taught. I'm not capable of that. My mind is too much of an open book for that to even be possible. But go on. Well, no, your imagination is very powerful. You're, you, everyone has an imagination. It's amazing. It's almost like you can create stories out of thin air, just like I did there. And, uh, but when I became thoughtless, that was my whole thing. For three days while I'm sitting there, I want to be thoughtless. And what's amazing is the story transmuted out of nothing. And what do I mean by that? I then decided, because I, I'm like, I guess nobody's coming for me. I'm going to die out here. But I realized, did you know the, that the rainforest gave me that etherical energy so much that I didn't need food. And I just had learned this. It was like Mother Nature was teaching me, by the way, there's a bioplasma, biosphere, 
and you can survive off of me. And I'm just, you know, I'm in the lush jungle, keep in mind. There's a lot of power down there. Like, you feel supercharged. Like, nothing that you could ever imagine. By a million magnitude. I've never felt that good in my life. And keep in mind, I just got off drugs and shit, and it was like I was high as fuck. I never forget this feeling. And I'm just sitting there, and I felt so euphoric. It was like ecstasy. And I thought, wow, I didn't know you could do this. It, it, it was Mother Nature almost giving me the gift, and I had prayed, saying, God, give me something that's like a drug or something, like some purpose to make me feel good in life. Well, this was it. And, and I couldn't believe it, that it cost nothing for this drug. That, it, in fact, it was the very opposite. It was me being humbly sitting there selflessly in nature with nothing, not even food, not money and no water, even not even water. There was so much moisture, it's a rainforest. That it was like I was drinking water just by being there. It was so magical. I tapped into like another magical world, but it was very real. It was physical. I was here. I wasn't delusional. I wasn't high on drugs, wasn't drunk. And I decided to get up and I started to follow my inevitable serendipity. And in fact, that's where I came up with the word. Because I said, this is amazing. This has just happened. And it wasn't by chance. It just happened because it was supposed to happen. And I didn't have to control it. It was something with my higher self that knew it wanted this story to go this way. And I didn't have to control it. Then I walked down through my coconut grove. I have an entire coconut grove, like a kingdom of coconut trees, before you get to my property. You wouldn't believe it. And I'm the luckiest man in the world for having that. Because they say coconut trees is like, it's like living in heaven. When you get to heaven, there's going to be coconut trees. So it's ironic because there's hundreds of my coconut trees right before you get to my property. That's good juice. So you're able to just grab the coconut I could. And crack them open right. and drink it. Yeah, and whenever I want. Awesome. I love to do that with you. I know. It's amazing. It's magical. Plus, I have like mangoes and citrus trees and fruit. orchards. I love fruit. I love coconut. And, I, and when, you, when you eat these fruits, though, they're like magical fruits because you eat them and you get full because it has sustenance. This is what people don't understand in the Western world. They think they need to eat Big Macs and all these burgers and fries and even the ribs. They need all this food to fill their gut. No. Your body is filled up by nutrients, mainly minerals. Minerals in water is all you need. And it comes from the bio, uh, heavy biosphere. When you go back to nature that are unadulterated, water had gold in it. You could consume the water and it's all you needed. It was sacred, in fact. Uh, people who... It was so sacred. I could tell you so many stories like what Genghis Khan did. You couldn't spit the water back into the water cistern. You had to drink it, and it was sacred. Anybody that would, you know, put their feet in it or make it dirty, they were literally killed. They were tortured because water is so sacred. Today, what we do today, Genghis Khan would, have, would, be, would slaughter the, the entire nation of America for the way we treat water. Okay? So they say he's a brutal man, but he was smart. He knew the importance of pure water. Um, so with that said, though, speaking of water, I ran into my neighbor who lives there. She's a woman. She's got many. She's got like six kids. And her name is Yeti. I think that's how you say it. Yeti. She was there, and she gave me a whole gallon jug of the purest water. Keep in mind, my my village is called Satanea. Satanea means water in between the rock. As a researcher, I've been looking for the purest water in the world. Well, I found it. The purest water on the planet is, happens to be right there in Sartanea. I don't know why it is Sartanea, but it is. That's why it's called Sartanea. It means water in between the rock. Maybe the rocks are special. I don't know. The location next to the equator, the heat transmutes the water to be like gold water. So the water keeps you youthful and, and powerful down there, right? She, gave, she just gave me a whole jug of water, and, she, and I said, I don't have any money. I have a debit card. I don't know how many to eat. She pulls out $20, and she just hands me cash. Now, keep in mind, this is a poor village. These are poor people. $20 is like $200 to them. Yeah. It can last a long time. $20 can last a very long time. In fact, if you had a couple thousand dollars, you could live like a king down there. It's mm. all you need to live luxury. 10,000, you're like a king or a queen. 100,000, you're like a multi, multi-millionaire. Same, same idea. And, and that's how I lived down there. Like, they call me Mavranga King. Literally, some of them bow down to me. I don't tell them to, but that's what, when they see white people, that's kind of how they treat you. And um, you're in a village. So I went and got some cheese. I got goat cheese. I got uh, some, like, milk and some other stuff, maybe a Coca-Cola. Like, they, they have the normal Coke. 
because they have a Coca-Cola plant. That's like the only thing they have down there that's something industrial. That's oh. it. Nothing else. They have one Coca-Cola plant, and that is it. Wow. Nothing else. No McDonald's, no Walmarts, nothing. No, no, no industrial corporations. Oh. Just one Coca-Cola plant that does the original cane sugar and not the high fructose corn syrup. So it's the original. And um, you know, that's why that's the only reason I got it. I mean, I wanted some energy because I just had this because experience. I actually drink Coke. I, <clears throat> all in my youth, I hated dark drinks. I liked orange and Sprite, Fago and shit. But as I've gotten older, I'm like, my taste buds develop. I like dark drinks now, and mine, it's Coke. I don't really drink Pepsi. It's Co Coca-Cola. Mm -hmm. Then I'll have a Coke if I get a soda. Mm -hmm. mm. That's cool. I mean, uh, my my ex drank too much Coke where it was the high fructose corn syrup, and mm -hmm. it made her teeth chip. And my, my teeth even started to kind of chip. I had to stop drinking it. It's a really... Really poison shit. You can watch a, a documentary on it, a little short one. I think I have it on my yes, family. Yeah, soda's bad. Uh, say, I'm really, not that unhealthy. I don't drink soda. I, told I, you I drink juice, water, gotta, milk. I don't drink soda. We don't got to go there right now with that. I don't care. But it's so but, unhealthy. Soda alone. Right. Well, but anyway, regardless, I was just happy this woman saved my life. And she even said, like, we, I was going to give her more money, like $100 for doing this. Because, you know, I could have, like, potentially just really either struggled or died before my parents came back. And like I said, I made a whole movie out of this scene. It made the whole movie. I ended up making the storyline kind of face towards that, the, that these people are so sweet and kind, they'd give their last penny they have in their name to help even someone. They, they shouldn't even like me, white people. They shouldn't even mm -hmm. care about us because you know, we should have all this money, right? So like, what's wrong with you? You can't do it? No, they are very sweet people. They're very loving. A lot of people would do down there, they would never do up here, ever. You wouldn't yeah. see somebody say, hey, I, don't, I need an extra like $5 for peanut butter and, and jam and, a, and bread for my, my daughter and my family. They, they have no money to their name, they'll give it to you. And they work together down there. Mm. They may scrounge $5.30 between three or four people to buy the, that, mm. that PB&J and mm. eat it together. And maybe they don't even really know each other that well. But now it builds community and it builds that connection just like what happened to us the other day. A car accident, parents came and helped us out. And look, now it, it broke the ice. You got to meet Jungle Jeff and Coconut Claire. awesome with the uh, cops huh, as well. And we, we handled the whole situation perfectly. So it, that, again, is just like my story I'm talking about Stranded Jungle. What seemed to be a bad calamity ended up as the inevitable serendipity. It changed and it became the story. Now look, had we not went out and said, I'm gonna live life, I'm gonna show you tropical Missouri ranch, and I'm gonna do something great for my girl, get her some flowers, and we got this full moon, you know, like I said, take you out to eat IHOP the night before, or whatever, this and that and the other, then that inevitable serendipity wouldn't happen. But the truth is, it was intended to happen. What does inevitable mean? Unavoidable, serendipitous, means it's an event or a series of events that work out for a person, a person's, and in all events for the best. That's serendipity. Mm. Okay? It's meant to happen and work that way. Now, you could say, well, what, Eric, what, what about the car accident? And that, that's, how's that serendipity? Well, it is because it, it's going to work out. Now, we, we, I can get a better car, and, you know, things are going to work out in a different way. Um, you could say there's a clandestine calamity. If you want to believe in duality, you could, be, like, say you want to be negative about the event. Right? Let's say we'll be negative about it. We're just like, you know, negative Nancy about the whole event. Like, mm -hmm. completely, like, I can't believe this happened. And, oh, my God, I could have died, Eric, don't you know? Like, and you're, you're all fucked up. Your, your shoulder's messed up. You lost your car. That was your palm tree vehicle. You know, whatever, this, that, and the other. You could have died. Okay, you can look, focus on those negative, but I noticed neither of us did that ever once. And we kept our cool. We never freaked out. Um, really, we stayed calm, cool, and collected the entire time. I never was in fear about, oh my God, what is this going to cost me? I'm fucked. None of that. None of that even crosses my mind. Money doesn't matter. See, and it's like your higher self. It was a test to see. Okay, yep, he's right on the path. He he did. He he passed. Check 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 check. Because I let it go. And then that's when open doors of blessings of luck come your way. It's when you try to think and overthink, oh my God, I gotta trick the cops or I gotta go steal from some, rob someone now, 
to pay for my car and what am I going to do next for this? And usually you have a bad habit, you know, oh, am I going to pay for my drugs? I'm going to rob this person or do this negative thing. And then I believe that's when you set yourself up for a clandestine calamity. This is why some people have what seems like the worst luck, bad luck all the fucking time. Always negative, always down in the, ba- down in the dumps, always just miserable. And it leads to depression and it leads to anxiety of, what are these people going to think of me? And then even worse, it leads to shame and regret. And that's got to be the worst thing. And then it's like left as a root. It was for your fear. You have to let go of all of that. And then you're on our page. You're on our level where we manifested good things out of a terrible event. And now we have a story to tell our kids for the rest of our life. What a beautiful thing. And we've yeah. even got it recorded or video. We, we should be dead. Your mom and dad should, should have died that night. Potentially, maybe the moon, the black sun was protecting us in some sense, our higher self. You can say any of that to believe in it because it gives you some sort of hope, whatever. Okay, it's a nice storyline, it's a nice plot. But regardless, that was the inevitable serendipity. Our situation, just like the stranded jungle, it's always been my life like this too since I figured this out. Like even selling my truck, it worked out. Like magically, I got the right price. Just like I know XRP, it's gonna about it's about ready to skyrocket. I knew all these things in advance. And they always manage to manifest just what I need to make everything that I need mm-hmm. at the right amount. Whatever it is I need, I, I, I get, I obtain it, and I got it. That's why my uncle, before he died, he said, you got it, Eric. Because he's seen all my videos and this and that, my confidence and charisma. He's like, you got it. And it's great. He died, but I can spread that message to others that you've also got it. Mm. You've got it. You always had it. You know what I mean? And um, I feel like that's a good message to send to people as well. You know what I mean? And um, regardless if people think they don't got it or someone who feels down in the dumps on their crusade of what's it called? Uh, the conspiracy theories about um, rabbit holes, the, the soapbox doom and gloom of, oh, the government, government is taking over and doing all this shit to enslave us and controlling us. And um, that control is, it's in your head. Of course, with women, they like it. So if they can make men like it, what we call beta males, then they become subservient little slaves. That's what we could call them. You could call them bitches, betas, simps, whatever, but they're slaves. Ultimately, they've always been known as slaves. And a lot of times they couldn't change their fate. They couldn't change their stars, is what they used to call that. Very rarely. But you know who did? People like Genghis Khan, Hitler, who were minds like myself, who had that Alpha Sigma male drive and courage to step up to adversity and say, I'm not a slave, and you will never put me in that box. I am independent. I am a free man. That was how Genghis Khan created an empire. And, he was, and people liked what he said. And they liked how he ruled. They liked what he stood for because he said, don't harm nature. The water is sacred. You know, people are sacred. Your family is sacred. And he would say, how have we had to do this? We're going to conquer and take over the land so that we could have freedom. You know, just like the Vikings, same thing, you know, because you've always had adversity and you've always had people who want to control elite, whatever. And some people believe that there's a that control is in the the hands of wicked people. And keep in mind, there used to be, and there still are. There's a lot of elite, really right, that are really righteous people. There are a lot of them out there. And if it wasn't the case, then you would be killed by now. Everyone would be dropped dead by now if there weren't. There's some really really good billionaires out there. There's some really good trillionaires out there that exist. And a lot of times we get fixed on all the elite are evil and this and that. Nothing is black and white. There is no duality. It's an awful lot of really good rich people out there. There's an awful lot of crazy, fucked up, chaotic billionaires and rich people out there, too, who are probably using drugs and doing things that, well, they wouldn't have normally done naturally if they weren't on some sort of controlled substance. I truly will even take this as far as if everybody for a whole year maybe did like one hit of LSD or DMT one time, Everybody, it's like a, a day where you have to do it, and everyone just does it anyway. Peyote, whatever. And after that point, what? 
Yeah, you know, whatever the, the they bring to you, you could say the government comes to your front door and says, "Here, which one would you like to choose?" And it's a cascade, a, 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 a copious amount of different types of natural hallucinogens of some sort that can mentally stimulate the pineal pineal gland. And you know, yes, you'd be tripping for the day. Yeah, well, yes, the body. Yeah, but it would. Yes, this is medicine. This is real medicine. See, this is the way I look at it. Instead of giving you a bunch of drugs that don't do anything but kill your body and your metabolism, intoxify your pH, why not give you natural herbal psychedelics of some sort that can open up your mind and help you see some things that maybe you wouldn't have been able to do spiritually because you're in a matrix simulation hell loop where you're enslaved all the time, working nine to five and don't have time. You can naturally do all this. Don't don't get me wrong. I do it naturally. I'm in it naturally. I don't need drugs. I don't need LSD right now. I don't. I'm always tripping. I'm always you know, first eye, aka third eye, DMT. You know. I get high off life too. I mean, being grounded, and I don't need anything really, and um, at all. That that's what I said one time when I tripped. I said I want to get off all of it. I want to feel like this naturally. That was my ultimate. Because I said, what is it I truly desire? Well, I said euphoric bliss. And then I realized maybe that's what everybody desires. Truly, it probably is. Think about it. Not just money. Because you could have money. I could say, oh, I desire money, Eric. I desire sex. Those things come and go, and they're physical, and, and it's, it's done. You had your sex. You, you had your blowjob. You got her off. You guys get pregnant. You have kids. Now, kids could be something you could desire that's a good thing from the sex. That's a bonus. Um, just like when you do certain drugs, the, the thing that's the reward from that is you might have euphoric bliss, and you might have a new philosophy or outlook on life. If it's a good drug, or medicine, rather. Okay, there's that. So how do you get this euphoric bliss? Everybody wants. And even keep in mind this. Euphoric bliss can be a curse because if you feel good all the time, you will be bored of it. Just like if you're spiritually enlightened and you live in divinity and being divine, you'll be bored. So having getting hit by a car, it becomes a blessing in disguise. So you get weak when you don't have experience you get weak. like that. You yeah. become a ninny because you feel so good you don't want the pain. Exactly. So like I, that's, I explained to you the other night, the pain actually is an evolution. It of pain we we evolve quickest through pain. Yep. Actually. We no, evolve quickest through wants, pain. But it's like a divine serendipity, inevitable serendipity. It's gonna happen to everybody along the lines because I believe in reincarnation. So in one of your lives you're gonna get fucked up. Right. You know, and there's nothing you can do about it. You can't expect to just live in heaven and have a good life all the time. Everybody else is suffering and getting hurt, but not you. You're too good for that. You know, it turns you right. your ego's high. You're you're actually wimpy from no pain. Mm -hmm. so I, I understand that. Yeah, I mean, you get it. Like pain is definitely a healing factor as well. You know, like um, just feel I mean, even even the sun isn't it amazing. You got grass on your ass. Um. You know, feeling the sun can can be painful. Look, I can look right in the sun, no problem. Look at that. I'm looking directly. The shade moved on us. You see that? You know, that's why we've been sitting here. The, the shade moved. Yeah. I think initially, um, what was I? I was going to, so I told you about sacred geometry, but I wanted to tie that into when you talked about the characters you created. There's that. And again, there's nothing. People, this is what humanity, since Toth, that's why he's such a big deal. He did create language originally from our history records of history 7,000 years ago, maybe further down the line. We have, this, he was a Atlantean or probably a Sumerian, like I say, from the inner earth, there was another world. However, we don't know. All of it is speculation. Okay. I can't say one way or another what's true. I believe there's probably a city, a village, a world underground, underwater, a subterranean world at the North Pole. Again, these are assumptions. I want to take my money one day and get a crew with our Black Sun Empire together and take some of the most talented individuals, creative geniuses of our time and do a voyage. And I'd pay for it for everybody, get a ship, a nice yacht, something, and get, because I know some government officials, I know some people in power, if I could convince them to allow us to go to the North Pole. Uh, and, and revive Devin Maggi's uh, project known as the North Seal Project. Okay, He was going to do that. And I may even contact him to come along and help me. It's too hot. 
uh, out here to do your nails like that. You have to. So um, there's that. And the reason I want to go to the North Pole, if we get the okay, because everybody might be dead by 2028 and 2030. I can show you the Drudge Report, not from the Drudge Report Fox News. This is a different Drudge Report. An actual statistical study shows that 220 million Americans will either be dead or a portion of those people will have left the country because they can't live here anymore due to high inflation and taxation. And most people don't know about crypto and some of these blessings that are going to make a lot the new 1%. This happened before, 200 years ago, when they created the new financial system. It wasn't 200 years ago, though. It was earlier than that. But every 200 years, they do have a great reset. This great reset, though. Like when they brought the dollar bill, <coughs> it had an X on it. It's always an X. There's, whenever you start seeing the, the letter X, that's when you know that you're being X'd out and now a new, new system, a new technological breakthrough, a new uh, era is about to become and, and um, forge among you. So we see XRP. Elon Musk changes Twitter, buys Twitter, changes it to X.com. XRP, XLM, XTC are the tokens. It's all X. X marks the spot. North Pole, where, where is it? X. The compass, where's, where's it point? North. X. It's North Pole. God. What's under it? The North Star. Solar, uh, Polari, the Polarius. The, pol the, the polar shift is about to, to occur. Do you believe in a sun, the sun flash, that the sun resets itself, itself or about every 2,000 years, there's a big... Probably. Uh, it might be 12, it's 12,000 years. It's 10,000 to 12,000 years, the sun will have a big slower flash. Because aren't the elites talking about putting some sort of smoke screen above in the sky to block the sun rays? They've been talking I've about that. that. So that could be proof that the solar flash is a real thing, you know? Which then we, you know, our electricity grid, which is crap. I have to show you what these star seeds are talking about right now, and that there's like this eclipse, and what you're talking about kind of ties into that because they said the same thing, and it's about to happen. I think it was September 29th. It's supposed to be a really big deal. It's going to be a full lunar eclipse. Okay, so again, black sun coming out again, which always changes everything, no matter what. That's God, the curse of the black sun. It's Amun ate the sun. It's when you have the lion eating the sun. So when you're talking about that reset, I could say I, I could agree with it, but anytime you talk about big numbers, again, time, 12,000 this, uh, 120 million light years that, you lose me because there's absolutely no way other than that being speculation for there to be any evidence of that. Again, for real, real evidence of it. Well, they say within the rock we can bed, say it. Within the rock bed layers under the earth, there's, there, there's actually articles out there very scientific about... Uh, Evidence of a solar flash, it's, it's contained in the rock beds. I'd have to read more Plus, the other thing is, what, there, when I say it's neither here nor there, why I say that so often is, what then does that, how does that apply to me? See, what I think is, a lot of people have a doom and gloom uh, mindset and mentality that everyone's wanting the world to end or wanting some crazy event to occur. Funny. It yeah. never happens quite like people want, but it's in your head and it's exciting. It gives you almost something to live for. This is why I'm so simple. Because I'd rather just be simple and realize, I mean, even you can call me dumb, but I'd rather enjoy the simplicities of life because Mother Nature is a simple gal. And that's how she works. I want to be like nature. Nature is simple. She's got a system that's perfect. It works. It's flawless. And even with hurricanes, disasters, tsunamis, volcanoes, earthquakes, all those things, chaos, are a part of her nature, her plan, her magnetism if you will that corrects things it changes things so that's your big change but we as humans are so intelligent and, and funny and creative silly even jokesters fools that we love to come up with characters and stories relating to nature and how the sun and the tsunami and chaos anything can go you can write any story you want you can come up with anything you, you can desire in your head you can come up with okay it doesn't mean it's necessarily true okay and I think a lot of people need to learn that. They need to really grasp that. People can believe in things, just like we can believe in Peter Pan, we can believe in Santa Claus. This is why we lie to our kids and tell them Santa Claus exists, that the elves exist. And, and there's actually merit to these stories. There's a real idea of a satanic energy in Santa Claus, uh, Satan. Uh, he comes down the chimney and he gives the kids cookies and milk. You're talking about sex. You're talking about yes, the Satan. orgasm. Satan. 
Satan, Santa. Yeah, it's yeah. the same. Yeah. And, you know, he wears the red and the white dotted, whatever, the, the red and the right. white. That's the mushroom in Germany that they would consume. They came up with these ideas when they tripped. Can I get you a drink? Yeah, I guess. I'll come in if you want to go in. Um, I don't know if you've heard that. With the, you know, the red mushrooms they get high on, they trip. And um, I, don't, I don't know the name of those mushrooms. But basically, Germans came up with uh, Krampus. That later became Santa Claus. The original Santa Claus was Krampus. But he was a scary, he was too scary. The Christians then had to kind of create, for the Christian religion, uh, the Santa Claus idea, or Krampus, became Jesus Christ. So it's all about the winter solstice anyway, the sun dying and then rising again. No matter what. I don't know why people can't put that together because I know there's people like, oh, no, we debunked that. It's not about astrology. It is. It absolutely is. Why do I know that? Because for thousands of years, it's always been about winter solstice. The, the idea that you bring a literal anthropomorphy of it by making it a human character doesn't change that fact. Just because now you want to make it like it's a literal archaeological story doesn't make it so. So, and I don't know why. I feel like I'm so, I shouldn't have to be this smart and people shouldn't have to be that dumb to know this. But people are very stupid. In fact, humanity, even with your technology and all this, these stories and history, are very dumb. Humanity is stupid. Very dumb. Okay? Not smart at all. Because we shouldn't even be living like this. Uh, we could be living like true aliens. Uh, that's why they talk about aliens, because aliens would be the perfected version of us. Someone like me, if there was a group of, if there was a world like me, it would be incredible. It would be a well, bunch of gods. Future years. You think about it. As we keep evolving and getting older and future, future years and reincarnating into more lives, um, we become more powerful. What were you talking about? Uh, kind of like how humans could be an evolutionary form of themselves, even calling them yeah, aliens. So, okay, so eventually, so far in the future, we're going to get so evolved at one point. Maybe. That time travel is going to become no. real. I'm not saying it's a time it's machine. Not possible. It could just be your consciousness. Well, you might not be able to go back and change things and relive, but you can go back and view it. The CIA has already admitted that they can go back and the reason view the CIA things. Ever... They just haven't been able to find out how to move back, actually, and physically change things, which is when that guy that's called 15, he was in the CIA, uh, they hired him to build a time machine. He's a genius. His uh, name, he goes by 15. Right. He actually supposedly sort of goes, succeeded in getting a time machine, so... Okay, I'm just, I'm going to tell you. At one point we become evolved and we come back in time and that's what Earth is. And that's the difference between aliens. They're actually the future us. Okay. That's my I can't let that, I can't even let that whole thing slide. I'm going to have to, (laughs) I'm going to have to debunk this right now. Okay. Okay. And shatter your reality. Because if I don't, then it's just going to keep going and lingering and I can't. I think so. Okay, let me tell you. Anytime, this is the common sense view of it, because I do know the CIA, and I have people in the CIA that I know they are agents, and I've said this a million times, maybe you've not caught this, and that's fine, I have a lot of content, and disclaimer here, thought profess means it's my opinion, my label, just like your opinion there, your experience, my experience, we have different stories, okay, got it. Doesn't mean you have to agree with me, just like I don't have to agree with you, we can agree to disagree, blah, blah, blah. And you can still like and share my content even and my idea. You don't have to support or subscribe to it. There's my little disclaimer. Okay. (laughs) However, I do know that with anything the CIA allegedly admits publicly to the masses is 100% of the time bullshit. In, In some way, there's some truth maybe tied to it, but it's a white lie. The reason you listen to it and many other people listen to it is they can grab onto something that maybe can help support their dogmatic belief or that what they want to believe. And it's already built up on a bunch of other illusions or ideas or imaginary um, ideas that support those ideas, whether it's aliens, UFOs, uh, levitation devices, time travel. I always wanted all that shit to be true too. dinosaurs, all this shit. The, the sad reality is, again, assumptions and speculation. You will never be able to go back in time. You will never be able to see dinosaurs. I can really contest to that. I could put that my whole life, all my money, my finances on everything you said is a complete lie. I could put every – and I would do it too. I would literally say I was wrong and here's my money. I was wrong. You proved me wrong. 
the time travel is real, there's a machine you can do it, some genius created it, look, we have footage of him, look, we found this, like, bottle from the 1950s in some area, whatever, like, I've heard it, the cell phone, they found the cell phone somewhere that it shouldn't have been in the past, all bullshit, they want to feed your mind full of crap, yet again, to distract you from reality, keep, keep your head, in, not only in the skies, but keep your head in some sort of, like, idea that there's this magical way to go back in time when time is an illusion to begin with. There is no such thing as time. Okay, but we've become more involved because of our experiences. I guess you could say that, but, I mean, who's to say that the indigenous people of the past weren't more involved? Because I can prove that. Did you know that they built buildings? They had bricks back hundreds of years ago. They're way more efficient. They can hold way more weight. Like, I mean, thousands of tons, like, literally more than the masons today they don't even know how that they were able to build these structures the the bricks they had back then they're way more efficient back then they even had devices like cell phones and they had telepathy sticks where they could hear each other like cell phones in electromagnetic grids with pyramids that has nothing to do with aliens that's just electromagnetism you're tapping into the ether there's common sense we can do to yes connect to nature and the natural it's very simple can almost create miracles like rain dances and stuff that we've But you can just do that. Like a hurricane. When, the thing is why a lot of you people don't know that you can do that is because you don't go out and garden. You don't I garden. I'm out there and I garden. And I don't want rain, I just raise my hands and yes. I say, I want it to rain. It rain every night. You can do it just with your spirit because we know they have weather modification well, whatever that is. weather modification technology. But you can control the affect the weather just with your spirit. You know what I'm saying? Okay, well, whatever the spirit is, I don't even really almost believe in consciousness at this point. I don't. Because, again, it's a word. What about viewpoint and perception that creates the hologram? It's, it's I can't say that the hologram exists either because it's so big. I'd have to be in the fourth dimension. I'd have to be outside. I know it exists. I've seen it get hacked. Yeah, well, I, I have too in my head. And I've had outer body experiences as well. So these are what you could say accidental cases. When I say accidental, I mean your experience, your personal experience without evidence, meaning you'll never be able to prove or give physical evidence or anything, no substance to what you're saying, but you had an experience that's accidental. What if you're a type of person that it's as if you're on a truth serum or a lie detector test? What if your Doesn't matter. personality it's not evidence. is like that, so your it's imagination a, is pouring out and you can't lie? It's not evidence. Well, it's more evidence it's accidental. Because you can believe in your own lie. experiences are real. You can believe in your own delusion, too. You can believe in your own delusion. You can believe in your own imagination. You can believe Santa Claus, Peter yeah, Pan, fairy tales and fairies, unicorns. More than this. You yes, want that, you but until you can show that, it's a speculation, no matter what. So, well, like, you, go, you go. start taking picture evidence. I guess I got to start taking pictures. Okay, show me the alien. Riding, riding right, uh, tell him to come down and give me a handshake. No, the write-ups is also not evidence. You, it, it doesn't, why do you have witnesses? to prove something that doesn't exist? Why do you have a hundred witnesses? It doesn't matter. Other That's called that accidental. There. I can get a hundred fake crisis actors to get on Gaia TV and say, uh, well, it's the truth. I know. I just don't want to hear that, that part of it. That's well, how about this part of it? NASA, how could NASA, did you know there's 16 million Masons? Okay. And they are very connected. Like if yeah. we all said one lie, they are right on point with it and we can all play it just like we're doing a criminal act and we're right on the, the, the espionage. Okay. They can do that with 16 million of them. So these people say, Eric, but how can NASA lie about the Earth not being flat or spinning ball? There's like a million NASA people who work for NASA. True, you're right. But they're all in on it, and maybe they're even just playing dumb because they get paid well, just like when I was at Harvard. They kicked me out of Harvard, basically, because I asked too many questions. Well, it's it, compartmentalized. Not all of them. They may not know. And just like me and my mom said last night, not all Masons are bad people. I said, I agree. I love a lot of Masons are amazing people. Oh, I believe in white hats. I said, I believe in white, white hats, hats, the top hats. Did you see that on top hats and Mercury? Did you watch that video I sent you? I'll have to watch that later. It's amazing because it's like what you're saying and how they used to put Mercury in the top hats and poison these people. Like, it gets really crazy and they would trip, all kinds of shit. But they had mind control over even these type of elite people. And they can control them. They can control these Masons with money. Maybe they have kids and they're like, you know, like my grandpa, he had 10 kids. He, he is a mate. He was a high level ranking Mason. Okay. He had to do that shit. And he, and rightfully so. He, and he, he built his way up on Southwestern Bell, which later became AT&T. He was, he built that company 
for St. Louis, where it came, that's where it started. So he he was way up there, and you know, and it, it kind of like that becomes his history. Do I dog, dog on him because he's evil, because he's a Masonic, whatever? You know, no. He had to do that so he could provide for his ten kids and bring all of them up through college if they wanted it. He would he would pay for all his kids and grandkids if they wanted to go to college. He, my grandma and grandpa would pay for him. That's how much that man worked. He was not smart. He worked with his hands. He was he dropped out of high school. He was good with his hands. He's a hard worker, you know. And that's where I learned my ethics. He did a tree Christmas tree farm. He made Inglemeyer wine grape uh, wine in a winery his own grapes, you know, that's some real shit, but, you know, then again, you're tied into this Masonic system here, you know, um, and these people can be manipulative when they tell you shit, you don't think, you think if my grandpa started saying he doesn't believe the earth is a spinning ball, that they, he would have lost all of that for no reason, just for his opinion, why is that, you can't even question our reality, that's pretty fucked up, wouldn't you agree, yeah, yeah. okay, it's the same, it's the same with if you if you question God or Jesus. Look, I don't get to fit in with those groups because I say I not only don't believe in them, I know he didn't exist. Or I don't believe God exists, right? Well, I, and truth be known, I don't believe aliens exist at all. I know what they are, and I do believe aliens exist, but I know they don't exist. They're just us from the future. Well, there is no future to be. There's no way you can have something that hasn't come yet to be the future. It's in your head. It's an impossibility. The future is an inevitable serendipity. If we're that future thing, it'll come when it comes. There's absolutely no logical reasoning for us to assume, well, us, us from the future are coming back to help us. If that were the case, then we would see them already, and it would have already happened, and there would have been that us from the they future talk to us. It's, it's, again, it's like Back Obviously. to the Future movies gone into your fucking head, and you believe these ideas. Had you not been told these ideas, yes, you no, would I never... Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. No, they don't. You just don't. You don't want to believe it. I'm telling you. Had you never known the name Jesus, I guarantee you that you never, ever would have said the name Jesus. And you would make you a different person because that Jesus has created an imaginary uh, idea of your morals and your values based upon fear that, oh my God, maybe if I don't believe this Jesus guy exists, I could end up in a very dreadful, dreary hellacious environment one day when I die, that's where I'm going. And everybody has that fear, or they did, throughout history. They've been able to use the idea. They created that if you die, that you could end up potentially, if you're not a good person, you don't follow our rules, God will fucking condemn you to hell for all of eternity. Okay? It was Anubis before. He would weigh your heart next to a feather. If your heart was weighed down with guilt, shame... Anubis wouldn't take you to the paradise on the other side. You'd just disappear into Hades. You'd die, you know? Okay, it's the same fucking story over and over. And I don't care what type of evidence or video or fucking this... this. No, listen, listen, listen to me. I've watched all the videos. You know who I know? I know who Stephen Greer is. I know him, Okay. He's a, he's a CIA shill. And then people want to believe the CIA shill. You know who I'm talking about? Stephen Greer? Dr. Yeah, Greer? Yeah. Okay, he claims he has, like, all these aliens and the shit. Yeah, well, okay. I've heard he's a misinformant. Well, not only a misinformant, it's the same CIA guys that you said that had the fucking time machine. They are all the same people. They had them back in the day. They used to call them, uh, I forget the name that they call them. But they were basically like shill, uh, snake oil salesmen, basically. But they, they had robes on, you know, you're in the desert. They would tell people these crazy fucking ideas about monsters and robots, like before it even happened, demons, but they had different names for them. And that idea has always been here. They've always wanted to scare people with the idea of some sort of external robot built by man, some sort of demon that would be created from alienistic things that came from somewhere else outside of this world. But you know what's funny? We've been thousands of years, and we can't somehow ever get there, see them. They never are here. The end of the world never shows up, never comes, never occurs. No evidence of where it began. So I can't believe it because it's bullshit. Until you prove it. I've been asking people to prove it for years. I've written letters. I don't care about your pictures. Show me. 
Take me there. I'll go with you. I just said the best chance you could have of ever proving any of this stuff is if you go to the North Pole. That's where the zero point is. If there were ever a beginning, it would have been there. Go to the North Pole. I'll take you. We're going to go to the North Pole one day, and I want to see some evidence. And I'll let you take the mic from there. I'll put the camera on you. You can have your little fucking segment. We'll do a production. Christina, show me the aliens. Bring them on down. Let's come on, Jesus. People Get down here in the G-Bus. People want me to do a podcast with them because they know I'm an experiencer. Maybe you are on a podcast a right now. I have to talk about it. I have to organize my thoughts. You could be on a podcast as we speak. <laughs> Maybe. So, North Pole, your aliens... But again, like I said, the ultimate thing in a commonsensical re- revolution here, resolution, think about it. If I'm telling you that what you're saying is true or false, where's your evidence, blah, 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 okay. Ultimately, you got to go back to the commonsensical view of does it matter? No. Does it change your day? Does it change your reality? Does it do anything for you? No. You know what it does for you? It distracts you. It keeps you from progressing and making your life better. I did it too. I wasted 30 years of my life believing things, hoping things, having faith in things I couldn't see. The sooner I gave up that shit and let that go, I was able to build my own things, real things that exist for my family, my daughters in the future, and me, most importantly. People I love. Had I continued on my soapbox rabbit hole chasing crusade, I would be stuck in a state of mindless self-indulgence in the basement. Yeah, and then you're only getting, smoking my weed, you're only my little pipe, doing customers nothing. Customers that are like Christian, you're attracting. You were back then. You were attracting. I've seen your videos. You were attracting Christian. Yeah, that, that mainly was my main audience. But now, with the Black Sun Group and how expansive and wide that's gotten, there's all these different people from different walks of life who really have a lot of genius things and conversations to say and add to our entire, you know, uh, group. Yeah. yeah. No, so, but before, if you were just the Jesus freak, then you're just attracting, you know, old church-going Christian They're They're clones. People, it's so. funny, these ideas of clones and mm-hmm. robots and aliens... It becomes pretty apparent that they're just talking about kind of like an imaginary fantasy version of what we what have around want. us. Yeah. Like for example, the Christians are all a bunch of clone sheep. Sheeple. They're all. They say carbon copy, same thing. Even if they have a different, what's that called? Denomination. And there's uh, what's that other thing? Not denomination. Doctrines. They all have these doctrines. They have a shoe that fits someone out there. You can find. I can find a church I probably enjoy myself. I'd be like, hey, I like that. Presbyterian, maybe, you know, Mormon. I like the idea of multiple wives. Maybe I should become a Mormon like the Plot family mm-hmm. in North Carolina. I can have multiple wives and not feel bad about it. Fuck, sign me up. And I get government subsidies and, and, and benefits from that. Hell yeah. Many wives. Fuck the pussy. Okay, well, you know, um, then they get you back in the church. And what's that? Masonic control. You know, all Masons, it's one thing that's funny about all the churches, how they all have in common one thing. Mm. Masons built every single church in existence. Yeah, you can see the insignia on the door sometimes. It says this this build facility has been built by the God dying. So then, it's a certain if you know that, I tell this to a lot of Christians. Not to, mm. to, to I'm not trying to put shove anyone my philosophy down anyone's throat or even try to take someone's faith away. But I, I ask them very mentally stimulating questions such as that. You know what I just said was true. Masons built it. You're on a crusade against the Masons, Brian. Right? We're gonna bring him into it. Because he's against that, right? The elite are taking over the world, and he's he's, he's watched some documentaries now. It's got him. And keep in mind, the Masons made those documentaries to put you in fear of them, by the way, which is an interesting concept. That's a psyop. So there's a lot of these psyops. Okay, why then do you grasp so hard to your fucking Bible, the book? You're grasping onto it, right? Like, and that's what I had to realize. If I knew the church was corrupt, the Bible had been revised, it's all fucked up, okay, and there's a lot of great wisdom in it, then why am I holding on to, so great, gravely to, 
the idea of Jesus or God being real or his name being real. Why? They gave me that name. But then you go back to it, but Eric, and this is in your own head, you, Christine, Christian, there had to be somebody who created all this. See, and that's a very, very sentence well, that they use. I believe use. we all created it all. Like Subconsciously, our, maybe. All of our perceptions and imaginations and again, that's your belief. combine and it created, you know, walks of life. Imagination is everything. That's how you start. You, you want to partner. You want to do exciting mm. things like gay sex. You know, they get off on that. Um, dressing up, playing games, fighting people even find fun. It's like a whole almost living in a video game type thing where we can create anything we want. But then we've got the elites and they're creating, you know, all this black magic and the Masons built all the roads and systems and churches and shelters and buildings. They've got that huge grid connectivity, but mm-hmm. I don't know where I was going with that. But yeah, then there's No, I see what you're saying. I mean they built the roads that mm-hmm. you know, they say all roads lead to Rome and there you go. It goes back yeah. to the Vatican, which yeah. is very true to this day. You think they're gonna lose that power? Most people don't know. I know so much about finances I could bore the fuck out of your reality right now. But I'm not going to. But I will say this no trust botros is Vatican. It means your money, my money. There's so much money parked in Notros Votros, we don't even know where it's at. I have a feeling it's in the Vatican. It's probably, you know, there's, there's gold streets in Rome, in the Vatican, right? Gold. Uh, and you're not going to, you couldn't just like cut a slab off the ground and save a bunch of million people that are starving and digging. Right. They could. They could easily take part of the Vatican. Wait, what's so special about the Vatican? Well, it's all manufactured. And, it, you know, I think our whole group really is, understands that well, that, Money is just, you know, manufactured, and we all have what we need spiritually. We're being born, and just working as a community, trading things instead of having paper money, real assets, real gold, you know, it's a good conductivity for building uh, ships or whatever, you know, crafts. Um, so it's just working together without the elite, obviously, is all our is our goal, but... Well, their their power, they don't want to lose, and if they lose well, this, it, they've had it for like twenty six thousand years. They they're not going to give that up than that. easily just because they rule this world, and they always have, and mm-hmm. that's just how it goes. Because you know, and then you're you're stuck in the peasant. You know, you ever watch that movie with uh, Heath Ledger? It was called Knight's Tale. You ever mm-hmm. watch that? Yes. You know how he was a poor slave, like peasant, mm-hmm. and he changed his stars because he became a knight. Like mm-hmm. he became a knight because he could fight, he stood up, and he had courage, and he changed his stars, mm-hmm. literally. So, and he became royal, and you think he ended up marrying the princess and becoming part of the family, the royal astute family. So it's the same idea, you know, that um, you can change your stars. Like, well, at least they want to give you that hope. That's how it's always been. You know, that's why they have stories about princesses and, you know, like Cinderella. Those are all stories they gave us, or women. To like find Prince Charming, you know, and on yeah. down the line. So it, it's all again Masonic hope. That that's their faith. That's the. It's always there's some new, what I call what is it? The epitome of it. White sun lit worshippers. Oh, and my it's dad, it. for example, he hates the Disney movies because he thinks, you know, and he's a woman abuser. You know that against women so much. Says he hates women, but one of his main things is like. All of us girls just want to be living a fairy tale like Disney, where here comes Prince Charming and you have a baby or you have magic and you go on an adventure with this Prince Charming happily ever after. Mm. Because all of us girls on this world are brainwashed by that shit, and that's why you can't. You're her pergamous hive creatures. You just want to live it like a freaking Disney movie. He hates that shit. He thinks they totally have all us. He's right. All us girls brainwashed. Yeah, no, most all women, especially Western women, because this is we have more freedom here, so. The elite created the Western world. When I remember I told you Jesus was the mark of the beast and all that, and that was the Spanish Inquisition. So they moved all the slaves over to America, gave them this idea of freedom, liberty, rights, and free, the uh, uh, rights, basically, with the Constitution and all that. They had to fight for it. It was all bullshit narrative. Never had freedom. It was just like a fancy way to make it look like we had freedom because when the elite do that, then the peasants are more likely to be better slaves right that, because they feel like they're free but they're actually well, slaves that's what i tell my mom she doesn't quite believe me she thinks it's a lot deep, deeper than now there's facts to that. that they keep us just happy enough 
that we don't rebel. Now they don't care no, as much. They don't care. They don't care anymore because they, they've got ultimate power and control right now. So they don't care about you. And That's basically my mom's line of thinking on the subject, yeah. Like now, you know what I mean? Before, back in her generation, my grandpa's, they were hardworking and it's like the government said da-da-da. Now we have YouTube and people started to wake up, started to see the truth and put right. connect the dots. Right. They're like, oh shit, and this is what happens. This happens every so, this is right before the Great Reset. And you know who controls that? They do. They are the ones digging these rabbit holes, these conspiracy theory groups, these crusades against the government, against their own self. You say, Eric, well, why would they do that? Well, it's because they want to have you wake up so that now before they kill you or you, you, you choose to have mindless self-indulgence and die with your lifestyle of living in fear, they're going to put all their shit, they're going to surface it. You could say it's inevitable, like maybe there's some spiritual aspect that it naturally happens and it's like karma or some shit. But I think that they actually manipulate every single move. And they're like, oh, it's that date. And it's exactly the date, exactly the time they choose. It's like they have a book written. Well, yeah, they're not, what it is is they're techno they have technology so powerful that they can predict what the human, what humans are going to do almost basically, to, basically yeah, to 100%, 100% they can predict it. Like they predicted our car accident. Mm -hmm. Well, that's the AI control grid. Yes. You know, I mean, the AI, you can say... And you, the, huh? Oh, I'm great. I got soup or something. I got cheese. You want to eat something? 